Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Those people are, you know, aren't, you know, thinking properly. Where, where's Nebraska located? I heard Colin Coward talking about it because of recruiting. And he said, well, Oklahoma and state, we only signed three or four guys. Well, we're, we're, we're not just Oklahoma. All the right. way down into Dallas is home territory for us, as much as it is anybody else. And that's what they're not taking into account. Nebraska, geographically, is removed, uh, you know, a good ways from, from any real strong, fertile recruiting area. We're not. And, and that's, a, that's a big difference. And, uh, you know, we, I, I, we, we fit in the SEC perfectly. And I believe it's going to help us recruit. And, uh, you know, I, I believe we'll handle it just fine. And you can't compare it to, to you know, that's, it's the offseason. They're just filling up airtime. There's Pop Stook. Yeah, we, were t- we had him on yesterday. We're asking him about some of the recent comparisons to, to Nebraska. Nebraska leaves the Big 12. Um, you know, kind of around that time, we're having somewhat a bit of a resurgence, right? Um, when Ndamukong Sue was there in that group, had a little bit of a, a resurgence there. Um, then they head to the Big Ten, and it's been terrible ever since. And Yeah, I think they played the in a Big Ten championship in maybe their first couple of years where they got put, like, Wisconsin put like 70 on them. But yeah, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, I for the that. for the most part, it's been bad for Nebraska. Wasn't it like wasn't it like fifty six to zero or something like that? Um, for some reason, I thought Wisconsin scored seventy in that game, but I guess I could be wrong. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yeah. Um, I with Oklahoma going to the SEC, right? Because we are a small population state. The assumption is, oh boy, you know, leaving that Big 12 footprint, which you're really not, um, they're going to really struggle to continue to bring athletes in. Um, not the case. In fact, it's going to make recruiting better. Um, we, we already are a, a, a national recruiting team, you know, but we do get the, the vast majority over the years, I don't know what you would say recently, but over the years, if you're talking not Oklahoma guys, Texas and Florida have really been the two honey holes, right, that we, we go back to over and over. Yeah. Um, California in the past decade, for sure, has, has been up there as well, states outside of Oklahoma. But, yeah, definitely, Texas is definitely number two. Someone sent us the stat yesterday about all Americans since Bob Stoops took over. And what percentage of those are Oklahoma and Texas kids? And it was 40%, right? I, I, was it even more well, than that? Well, 40% was Oklahoma. I yeah. think 75 or higher was yeah. you, uh, Oklahoma uh, and Texas. You mentioned national recruiting there, and I looked at these numbers earlier. So this is what the new staff, okay? They've had the 2022 recruiting class, the 2023 recruiting class, and they're currently in the 2024 recruiting class. So I'm counting – 2022, 2023, kids that actually signed, and 2024, who they have committed right now. The states Mm -hmm. represented in those classes, which not even three full classes yet, 
Oklahoma, Colorado, Nevada, Kansas, Texas, Florida, California, Nebraska, Missouri, Washington, North Carolina, Arizona, Mississippi, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee. 18 states are represented with at least one player. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And it it feels to be like it's been pretty evenly spread throughout, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times you're in on those areas, best player in the state, right? When you talk about going up to places where you're in like Washington or you're in um, Missouri or you're in, I don't know, somewhere on the East Coast, like you're, you're in in on some of the top guys in that state. Maybe not the top player, but, you know, the top handful of players. We're pulling high, highly rated guys out of there. So, yeah, I – they just had the, the number four recruiting class. The Nebraska. They're okay getting players. It's fine. Right. The, the biggest problem with Nebraska is it, it, like we could end up as the next Nebraska if we keep having six-win seasons, right? And you lose, your, you lose your position with where you are in the, in the national conversation. Like, that's the real threat, not like, location. Location, we are fine. Um, guys like Colin Coward, he, he just doesn't know that that the Dallas Metro is way closer than uh, you just uh, even like recruiting California. Uh, if you're saying, well, you know, West Coast, you're you're recruiting California. Most of the places outside of like everywhere outside of L.A. is further away than Dallas Metro is from Norman. Sure. Everywhere. So, yeah, it's just people don't realize They're that. not situated uh, right in Atlanta or an hour outside of Atlanta. Like, they, they, they don't have – OU doesn't have maybe, if you could pick them up and move them anywhere, the best position in all of college football to where things currently sit now. But they're, they're, in, sure. they're in a much better spot than Nebraska. They're in, a good, they're, they're in an okay spot especially with everyone leaving you know, the state w- of California, which continues to be interesting, going to the southeast and everywhere else. You know, I would say that they're kind of similarly uh, situated like Clemson is. I think Clemson's like, what, an hour and a half north of Atlanta. Um, so they're, they're closer than we are to the Dallas metro. But like, there's not a whole lot in, in South Carolina off of the coast. All right, the, you know, out there over closer to the coast, the you have like a more of a population center. But where they are, they're they're kind of separated from a lot of the the metro areas. So uh, you think of it as, you know, it's South Carolina, no big deal. But it's far, far west South Carolina, yeah. and but they're near the Atlanta metro. Like most people, like if you ju- if you don't know necessarily where Clemson is, you you'd be surprised that. They're that close to Atlanta, and that's that's probably their biggest spot for recruiting. Just like for us, you know, Dallas is a huge spot for uh, for recruiting. I think there's like a major highway that uh, is very close to Clemson that goes straight to Atlanta. So that hour and a half that you mentioned, maybe uh, maybe right on. That that may be a, a good comparison. Five eight zero. I'd almost argue Norman is better than Tuscaloosa. Seems to work there. Alabama has really turned into a beast, though, for high school football talent. And not that Oklahoma's not a great state. I counted today that OU, or excuse me, 
Oklahoma had 22 kids go Power 5 last year. But Alabama has really emerged as like a top six, seven producing state year in and year out with talent. That's, I mean, that, that's a big difference for me. Yeah. Yep. No, I, it's, it's not a good comparison. I mean, it works for – it's a good comparison for people to just hear and say, huh, that makes sense, without putting, like, 10 seconds of thought into it. If you put 10 seconds of thought into it, it's dead on arrival. Uh, let but me... if you don't put 10 seconds of thought, then – it sounds like a, a reasonable take. Let me roll through these. Norman to Denton is closer than Norman to our own panhandle. Um, 214, can Cowherd even name 10 top OU greats from the past? 580, Colin Cowherd is to OU fans. What Skip Bayless is to LeBron fans. Uh, Wade in OKC, Cowherd gets to stay at Muleshoe's house. Like, uh, that nice. Um, okay, okay. Uh, and basically everyone just ragging on uh, Colin Cowherd and Muleshoe right now is what we got. Other than someone saying that UCF on October 21st is the homecoming game this year. I have not seen that, but okay, I will take your word for it. UCF is huh. the homecoming game this year. So get get excited. Interesting. If someone hadn't said that, I wouldn't have known until they walked the people out there uh, at halftime or whenever I think you're giving it. yourself too much game? credit. Uh-huh. I think someone would have told you after the game that night that it was homecoming and you still – like that, that would have been the first you've heard about it. Yeah, 100%. Correct. Um, speaking of Nebraska, uh, I, th- this was a really interesting stat by Brett McMurphy today. So, I guess four schools are going to make the jump to a Power 5 conference on Saturday. Um, here are schools that have joined new Power 5 conferences – in the past 12 years, and the number of winning records in league play since joining that conference, okay? So, like, for instance, here's how many years A&M has had a winning SEC record. Not a winning overall record, but a winning SEC record. A&M has had three winning conference records in 11 years. Nebraska's had five in 12. West Virginia's had four in 11. TCU has Mm. had five in 11. Pitt five and ten, Louisville four and nine, Utah eight and twelve, Missouri two and eleven, Syracuse one and ten, Colorado one and twelve, Maryland zero and nine, Rutgers zero and nine. So basically, anyone that's left for a new conference in the past twelve years, I guess excluding Utah, has uh, not fared all that well in their new league. Jeez. Well. Uh, those numbers at a glance are are pretty wild. But TCU has had some really successful years. Um, like last year, they didn't win the Big 12, but they were right there. They've played in the Big 12 championship twice, right? Yes. Um, they played yes. OU in it. 15 and then this they, past year, yeah. They split for the the Big Twelve Championship in thirteen. Was that I think. fourteen? Or no, 13? that would have been thirteen. Uh, no, that would have been fourteen. I think is when that was. Yeah. So they've they've been pretty good, but they've fallen off. Like they've had ups, and then when they didn't have a quarterback, it got ugly. A lot of quickly. peaks and valleys for TCU in this league, for yeah. sure, man. 
Yeah. But, I yep. mean, A&M 3-11. There were some high moments to begin with, but not really much since then. Missouri 2-11. Uh, Missouri's first two years, they might have had a winning record in the SEC. Maybe not one since. But, yeah, it's just kind of wild that so many of those teams – like, the teams that have left the Big 12, I think someone calculated it up. It's like 22% winning seasons since A&M, Colorado, TCU, and Nebraska – or, excuse me, Nebraska, Missouri, and Colorado left the conference. And then A&M yeah. throw them in there too? Nebraska left the conference in, what, 2012? 2010. Uh, 2010 was 2010. their last year. Is that right? No, it wasn't. Yeah. 11 was. No, uh, 2010, OU played Nebraska in the Big 12 championship, and that was Nebraska's last Big 12 game. And then 11. Like, A&M left after the 11 season. Not, not, everyone uh, left okay. at the, not everyone left at the same time. I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, what I was going to say is, like, Nebraska really consistently hasn't been any good since, what, 2001. And they left in 2010, and they probably still have – do they still have the same amount of Big 12 championships as Texas? Uh, Well, let's see. They would have 97 – they would have 99. That's two. And I don't know if they want another one, so they're just behind Texas at three. So okay. <laughs> they're pretty close, yes. They're very yeah. close. I was going to say, like, Colorado has uh, – like, I was just thought about it because most of the teams that you listed off, though, like, none of those are powerhouses. Nebraska was – but they were a decade removed from being a powerhouse, even whenever they left in, in 2010. Um, I, it, this is the first real time that anyone big has left their conference, right? Like a mainstay in a conference that has left. Yeah, like uh, have, has had like really like recent big-time success. Y- yeah, uh-huh. And, and I'm, I'm trying to even or think. Or just of, that's, a, that's a blue blood. Y- y- um, mean, there's y- a blue blood ever left a conference? Uh, I, obviously, you don't consider Nebraska one. That's fine. Uh, I think USC has been in the Pac-12 their entire time. Hell, Notre Dame's never been in one. Alabama's always been in the SEC, right? So – I think I think OU might be the first. Yeah. Uh, every, for the most part, the teams that have switched conferences are either been been pulled in from non-power five or are, you know, kind of bottom dwellers. Right. I think the big, really, honestly, is the Big Twelve. Whenever they it first broke up, Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, and A and M, are those the first? And only Power Five schools to leave. No one else has left. Yeah, I, I think I thought you had some like. Uh, di- didn't Miami go to the ACC before all that happened because they used to be in the Big East, like in the early two thousands? Well, yeah, but but the Big East just kind of dissolved into right. the like. Didn't half of it you're, go to the ACC? You, like just folded into the ACC. Maybe that's what happened. But you're just talking about straight yeah. leave a conference for another. Well, you did have – I mean, the Southwest Conference d- dissolved as well, basically, so maybe that's not a, a great example yeah. either. Um, you know what? L- let's just say yes, that that was the first time. How about that? Because it sounds good enough to me. Yeah. At least at least in 20 years, it's the first time. 
Um, so it's it's not really. I don't know. I don't know that any of those are an, a good example. Like we can't look at Rutgers going to the Big Ten and be like, "Man, looks like trouble for Oklahoma." You no, know, no, and, not, and, and I'm obviously not using that as a way or a comparison for Oklahoma because I don't no, think you can look at not. any of those teams right there and say that. Um, but it's just interesting the way that it's worked out for a lot of those teams, especially like not just those list of teams, but out of those names, like the teams that you know maybe have the most money, the biggest fan bases, like Nebraska and A and M, they have fared very, very poorly since they left. It's been a program like Utah, you know, that's that's fared better than anyone else. Here's the real thing, though, Tyler. It, it's been bad for their record. But if you talk to the suits, man, what a success. Why? Because even though you've gotten pummeled, you've never really had any success anyways if you're any of those schools. And, man, that payout has been sweet. It's all about the, the Benjamins. Yeah, enough payout to uh, give Jimbo Fisher a $198 million buyout after this year, after they fire him. Life, life's good money-wise at A&M for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Winter Creek and uh, Blanchard. Great golf course, tons of, uh, of renovations and upkeep out here. If you haven't been out in a while, you've got to come check it out. I hadn't been out here until last year since like maybe 2019 or so. It's changed hands, put a lot of uh, care and resources into this place. They've added tons of homes around. It's a vibrant golf course is the best way to put it. And right now they're running a really good deal. they got a promotion going. 50% off the initiation fee if you sign a 24-month agreement uh, out here. Uh, membership directors got this going. Like I said, it's a limited time. So give them a call, 405-256-1206 out here at Winter Creek. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Right now, take up to $82.50 off the new half-ton Silverado or up to $6,500 off. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. Hey, you have a homework assignment, and you have about 35 minutes to uh, put it together. The uh, homework assignment is mm. what everyone is responding to our uh, Twitter page for, which is uh, best nickname okay. in uh, OU history, okay? I was just thinking of Tommy Tanks from okay. LSU, thinking, ah, that's one of the cooler nicknames I've heard in college baseball for a while. Uh, what would be the best one uh, for OU? I, I have my top five here before uh, the text line okay. hammers some uh, text and we read some tweets. So my top five, I've got um, I've got the king. I feel like I've got to put the king in the top five. I think it might be the most recognizable nickname um, in all of OU athletics. So I think I got to put it in the top five. Mm-hmm. Simple to the point. It's awesome. Yeah. Number two, this is biased, yeah. but I love her. She's awesome. Natty Patty. Makes me smile every time I say it. Sure. 
Three is yeah. G- uh, Guilford Cactus Face Dugan. Cactus Face. Yep. I had that one written down. Four is USS Vaughn. Mike Vaughn, who is a massive offensive lineman back in the day. USS Vaughn's pretty sweet. And number five, short, simple, to the point, even though some people still mess it up, I still think AD is a legit nickname and one of the top five in program history. So heavy football here, but I do have a natty patty on the list. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll give you 35 what, minutes can to you compile your list. Any, okay, I will. Um, I need to ask a couple of follow-up questions, though. It, are there any basketball names that that come to the top of your your list or that you could even think of? Other than Ryan Spangler, the rebound wrangler, a uh, <laughs> nickname that we used to have fun <laughs> with six years ago, I think that's obviously got to be number one, right? Yeah. Because I'm just trying to think, like, did any of those big time Buddy Love, like, did, did, did Buddy or... have one? Uh, Buddy Love, I guess. I'm just trying to think recently who you've had. Um, Trey, Trey Young really didn't have one. I mean, he was just Trey while he was here, right? Um, I don't think anyone. Austin Reeves has one now. He didn't at the time. Yeah. Uh, Hillbilly Kobe, which is amazing. I love that one so yeah. much. I think Buddy was just kind of Buddy when he was here, and maybe some people called him Buddy yeah. Love. But there, there, like recently, there haven't been a whole lot of great or recognizable basketball nicknames that I can think of. Yeah. Okay. Um, Buddy buckets. Yeah, I, I guess Buddy buckets more Buddy than buckets. anything. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Does it make the top five? Probably not. Um. Let me ask you one that I don't think it ever gets thrown in there, but whenever you said the king is – what about Big Game Bob? I I had Big Game Bob on the original tweet. Um, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean it's, it's definitely I, – I didn't have it in my top five. It's, it's honorable mention there. But I don't know, man. Like the king has just – it's withstood the test of time. Yeah. Like that's what he's still oh, yeah. known as and – not that I mean Bob's obviously known for many things, but you just don't hear big game Bob as much as you do the king. Right. No, you're right. You're right. Um I'll tell you one that was interesting is you know, Joe Washington made the list several times and continues to do on the text line, but not yeah. for the same nickname, you know? Some pe- it feels like half the people call him little Joe and the other half say silver shoes. When talking about Joe Washington. So he may be one of the few, maybe the only player in OU football history that I can think of that has not just two nicknames, but two very recognizable nicknames. You know, like Little Joe and Silver Shoes. I don't I don't know who else can lay claim to, to two like that. I don't know, but I love that dude. How could you not? He's amazing. So awesome. Oh man, he's he's awesome. Um, he's he's like if if we made a list of guys that played in in past eras that I would want to see unleashed in some of these new offensive systems, he's he's one of the first guys that comes to mind. He was just Reggie incredible Bush player. before Reggie Bush was Reggie yeah. Bush. That was Joe Washington. That's right. That's right. 
would be awesome. You know, yeah, he's got two good ones. And, and, and some of the plays that if he you've made. you've got two legit nicknames that everyone knows and like are kind of split on them, that means you're the real deal. I don't think anyone's getting away with catching a punt and giving up 20 yards of, of, of grounds and then you know running back up the field. 25 yard, you know what I mean? Like that's a cardinal sin for yeah. a punt returner amongst a couple of other things. I, th- there's no way that would be okay now. I, I can't believe that it was okay back then, and it probably wasn't other than for like I, I'm sure everyone just said it's what's well, Joe Washington. He's going to make something happen. It's fine. Like, he might give up 20 yards on this, but by God, he's going to get upfield and probably score a touchdown on this play. If you get one of the best highlights uh, in program history out of it, I don't care how what the real result was, it's still amazing to watch. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. I've got a little bit of a list going here of some that I think are all are football. Some, uh, or are you going ones? with uh, Prairie Bird for when uh, when Manic was here? Forgot about that one, Prairie Bird. <laughs> I've never heard that. What? At least I, I don't think you I You never did. heard Prairie, Prairie Bird? Bird? Teddy, they showed a photo of him side-by-side side with Larry Bird in every single game he ever played at OU and probably North I Carolina. Know. That's probably why I never saw it because – You don't watch the games? Uh, no, it instantly frustrated me because I had seen it 7,000 times. So as soon as I saw the picture come up, I was changing the channel, hmm. at least for a little bit. Teddy Lehman Horseman, texter from the 405, rolling my oh, eyes yeah. at that one. Does AD and AP count as two, even though we hate AP around here? No, a- AP does not count because it's not real. AD, that's the real nickname. He only has yeah. one. Does not count. And abbreviations do not count. Except it has to be a legitimate nickname, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Can't re- can't forget the hammer, Ron Hill Lewis from the five eight zero. That's Fantastic. on my list. Stop reading them. Oh. Well, mark I, that one out. Mark that one out, and probably this one too. When Gus Johnson said Hollywood in 2017. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually that's the best recent one, Hollywood. Uh, the right? Bob, the Bob, let me, uh, the Bob Father. K9 for Kenneth Murray. Superman is on here. Maybe that one made your list, but Roy having Superman as the as the nickname is pretty sweet. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Does the boss that doesn't qualify as just like a shortened version of his name, does it? Is that something totally different? I think, it has to be. I think Boz not only counts in this um, ranking. But it's also in my honorable mention of top five. Bosworth is spelled B O S W O R T H. Boz is spelled B O Z. Exclamation point. Well, yeah, and he was referred to as the Boz. Correct. Like, so it's it, the that, Boz. That like, counts if you want to use it. Okay. Well, I do want to use it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> So, you, you, you coming up with okay. a top three or a top five? And do you already have them ready? I, I'll give you 35 minutes, but if you have them now, by all means. No, I don't, I don't have them ready. I need to spend some time really thinking about it um, because there's a lot of them that are, that are good, but there was, there was nicknames like on the team because we're not talking about – they don't have to be 
like an All-American to qualify. We're just going strictly off of name, you right? Can, you can put this Buki in there if you do... want. Yeah, it's just nickname. Put Buki in there if you need to. Okay. Probably will. All right. Let's hit a quick break. Hanging out at Winter Creek out here at Blanchard. You've got to come see this course. They've got a 50% off right now of uh, the sign the initiation fee for a limited time if you sign the 24-month agreement. Uh, tons of other great stuff going in out here. They've got all kinds of houses going in. There's probably like 10 houses under construction as I was pulling in. Awesome pool area. The bar area is big. The 19th hole, uh, great food here. Lots of good stuff going on at Winter Creek. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Plus, it's Ram season, so we're giving you $13,500 off MSRP on the 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn and $7,500 off 2023 Ram. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, you want to actually talk to a lawyer at WYG. Communication is a priority. It's Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is? This is the only one I've got uh, right now, but there, there's kind of a lot floating around this thing. But the NFL is expected to suspend Isaiah Rogers off of the Colts um, for the entire season for violating the NFL's policy on gambling. And that one's been reported, but supposedly there's more. And I don't know how many more. I know that, you know, there, Indianapolis had, uh, you know, it leaked out that there was a handful of guys there, but some are speculating there may be more league-wide. And there are now year-long suspensions. That is brutal. Especially yeah. depending on, like, like what the, what the situation is. I uh, did he bet, you know, a hundred bucks on a, like, who's going to have the most yards or uh, all things are not co- created equal in this thing. And if he's getting a year long suspension, I uh, to me. I guess I can say that I'm not surprised by it, but it just seems like it's too much. Oh, well, another reason Phil Mickelson couldn't play in the NFL, right, with these uh, rules out there. He'd uh, right. never be eligible to play. That's is it, right. Is it bad as a Cowboys fan that I'm rooting for some Cowboys uh, players, select Cowboys players to be on this list? Just just wondering. Just checking. Um, maybe the quarterback, maybe not the quarterback. What? I don't know. You know. <laughs> Uh, I, they're going to be good this year, right? Oh, yeah, good sure. Good uh, uh, go to the playoffs till, and lose in the first round? To the wild card part of the uh, portion of the playoffs, for sure. Okay, uh, I've got several yeah. here. First off, man, sometimes in life, you just got to shoot your shot with the opposite sex, even if you're in the middle of robbing them. So, an Indianapolis woman was checking her mail at her house when a man walked up and said, hey, do you live here? She said, yes, do you need help? 
and he pulled out a gun and basically demanded money. The victim handed over 31-year-old Damian Boyce about $100 in cash. But then Boyce realized, hey, I'm kind of attracted to the uh, woman that I'm robbing here. So then he asked the victim if she had a boyfriend and then asked to connect with him on social media. So while pointing the firearm at the woman, the male asked her to add him as a friend on Facebook so he could pay her back for the money that he stole. The male then gave, uh, the, male then gave the victim the name of Damien Boyce, which is his real name. She added him on Facebook, positively identifying who just robbed her at gunpoint. And then after he got home, he started DMing her, saying things such as, quote, you was too pretty to rob. And that's how he got caught in this crime. So sometimes you got to shoot your shot, even if it's going to land you in jail. Didn't work out for the guy, but amazing nonetheless. But he still took the money. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he still took the money. Uh, still took the money. Uh, and then, was and like, then nah, later, I'll, I'll pay you back later. Yeah, later asked her to come chill. Um, I, I, I don't think that she accepted that offer after being robbed at gunpoint. Could have been a happy ending. I guess he thought, and, and maybe this is, maybe he has an out here legally. Um, now, the gun part is going to be difficult, but the robbery part, if he claimed that he was going to pay her back, then, you know, maybe that's not necessarily well, I'm sure in the robbing, state of Oregon. You know? I'm, su- I'm sure in the state of Oregon he won't get in trouble for that. That's that's probably a place where that sounds legal somehow. He could get out oh, of Well, that. it's under under $1,000 probably won't be prosecuted. Jeez. Still amazing, man. There you go. Still amazing. Um, yeah. he, here's another story. Here, here's a transfer quarterback that – Man, really getting uh, screwed by the system here, in my opinion. A JUCO quarterback thought that he had enough transfers or had enough credits to transfer to Division I Tennessee Tech. However, he was told via text message by the coaching staff that oceanography, which is one of the classes that he had out of his JUCO in California, oceanography is not to be considered a natural science by Tennessee Tech. So he is actually two hours short of the required 72 hours. So even after committing to Tennessee Tech to further his football career, he will have to look for a new school to attend because Tennessee Tech does not acknowledge oceanography to be a natural science at its university. So he's out of a place to play as of now. Doesn't that seem like an easy fix to go, like, do an intermission class or something to or, get two hours? Figure that. Well, there, there were no classes left available for this guy to take. Probably would have been uh, a good yeah, thing to figure out during the recruiting process, but I guess not. I like how they just text him back. It's like, oh, hey, sorry that you're. Here's what the text uh, read. Just out of luck now. Oceanography does not count as a natural science at TTU, and since you have attended six full time semesters of junior college, you need 72 hours to meet percentage towards degree. Tennessee Tech will only count 70 hours of transfer hours from a junior college. It is too late to take a class, a summer class at Tennessee Tech. You are a fantastic player, but we can't get you eligible at TTU. You need to explore other options at other schools that will accept your oceanography class as a natural science. Tough way to find out you need a new place to play. That's weird. Uh, oceanography, that seems like a pretty 
Like it should count. Seems like a pretty standard discipline, doesn't it? And where's he transferring from? Uh, some JUCO in California. Uh, I forget which. Yeah. How about that? Glendale a College JUCO in California. Uh, by the ocean, you've got some damn landlocked state in the middle of the country that's going to tell you that oceanography is not <laughs> a natural science. Uh, Typical. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Parks, OU News. O- Aaron Parks, former four-star offensive lineman headed to the portal. Yeah. Surprised? Not surprised? Big deal? Not a big deal? What do you think? Um, I guess I'm a little surprised. It's not a big deal, but it's not not a big deal, if that makes sense. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know how to take it. I, I can almost take it as a maybe a positive that Sexton's getting healthy. He can kind of maybe read the 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 tea leaves here and see that it's going to be difficult for him to get any time. And he can play at a lot of places. Um, you know, he's stepped in and, and been serviceable for Oklahoma and, and gives them some depth. So, um, I we should be okay. But I guess you never know what can happen, and then all of a sudden you, you have a problem depth-wise. But uh, he can play a lot of places. It's just going to be difficult for him to get in the starting rotation at Oklahoma. And I think it's one of those that's probably all in all going to be a good thing for everyone. Uh, congratulations to former Sooner C.D. Lamb. I mean, he's already had a heck of a start to his NFL career. And, uh, well, it's about to get better. The Cowboys are projected to sign Pro Bowl wide receiver C.D. Lamb to up to $30 million a year. In between $25 and $30 million. C.D.'s already been making first-round money. Well, he's about to get a little bit more. Congrats to C.D. What? $30 million a year? Mm, Reportedly, yes. For a wide receiver? Yes, Hey, I'm thrilled for CD. I that is awesome. Like, there's some big money going to be floating around. Austin Reeves is probably going to sign a hundred million dollar contract here in the next uh, in the coming weeks. But for a wide receiver, think about that. It wasn't very long ago, uh, not very long ago at all, that thirty million dollars a year would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. Not very long at all. Yep. Well, that's crazy. Banking now. Last one I have, and oh, buddy, I'm just going to throw this one your way. See how you deal with it or see how you handle it, I guess. Um, There are some upset people. I would say some are pissed, frankly, that ESPN is giving the U.S. women's national team the Courage SB this year for filing a lawsuit to make more money. Um, I, I don't know if people are necessarily <laughs> mad about that, but they are definitely mad that they passed over Peyton Hillis, who heroically saved two children from drowning and nearly died in the rescue. Uh, many are upset about that. Nothing says courage like filing a lawsuit, you know, with really no consequences or, or repercussions on your end. You know, you still get to play soccer. You still get to do all the things that you were going to do. 
That is absurd. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Difference on the playing field and in life. At McFarland Methodist Church, we believe that a strong faith is a great preparation for the ups and downs of life, and we have lots of ways to practice and strengthen our faith. Come be a part of a midweek Bible study or community service event, or join us for traditional or modern worship on Sunday morning. You're always welcome at McFarland, where we're changing lives that change the world. Learn more on our website at McFarlandUMC.org or call us at 321-3484. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep the text coming there. Um, boy, Gus Malzahn has some uh, big words today. Or or did he? He called US, UCF huh. among the big four uh, in the state of Florida. He's saying it's not the big three anymore in the Sunshine State. It's the big four. Look at us. We're even a power five team now. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I think they have been, they won more games than all the other teams the past five years. I bet they, I bet they have. Yeah. Now all things aren't equal, but they've, they've been, they've been as good as everyone in Florida during recent stretches. They've been as good as Miami or better. Um, you know, Florida state's getting it together now, but. Uh, here recently, they have not been very good. UCF's been like on a on a like out there on the field. They've been probably close to equivalent, and kind of the same thing with Florida. Florida's gone through some some tough spells. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and especially now that they're in a Power Five. Yeah, we'll see after this year uh, if if you can hold your own. And maybe it's not fair after just one year, but. Um, if they can come into the Big 12 and hold their own, sure. Four members of the OU football team will be making their way to Big 12 Media Day next month. Dylan Gabriel. Ooh, can I guess? Uh, uh, sure, yeah. Well, you got three uh, more. Is it two offense and two defense? Yes. Dylan Gabriel is one. Oh, man, I was thinking oh rain, but I don't think it's going to be rain. No, it's not rain. Um, boy. Hmm. You sure you want to guess? I don't even know. Where, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drake Stoops. Yeah, Drake Stoops is too. What about the two de- defensive yes. guys? Um, Stutzman Correct. is one and mm. Bauman. No, Jonah Laulu is the uh, the other one. That was oh, the tough really? one again. Really? Yeah, that, that was interesting. Okay. Did that tell you anything? I um, like that. Can we pencil in Jonah Laulu as a starter since he's going to Big Twelve Media Day? And also, do you have any um, advice as to uh, maybe not be hungover uh, on Big Twelve Media Day, like maybe you were twenty years ago? Be smart. It would be smart. Um, you know, that's interesting on Luulu. I like that. Now, I was told by what I would call a program insider that the defensive line so far through summer workouts is really, really impressing. Hmm, how about that? 
Lifting a lot of weight, huh? Is that what they're doing? Making their times? Yeah. Yeah. Making their times. Uh, they're also doing football stuff, too, now. They're also doing some football stuff. So I like the sounds of that. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening.